sustainability achievements and all season sales success we've got a lot to talk to you about on this month's episode of the nokian tires journey podcast whether you're a driver who loves a good journey or a dealer selling tires the road to success features a lot of the same stops to make our journeys beautiful we need premium safe products that provide peace of mind in all conditions and just like on the highway it's a shared experience at Nokian Tires, we provide those products with a side of passion. This podcast aims to showcase that shared passion among anyone who cares about the road ahead. Welcome to the Nokian Tires Journey Podcast. Hello and welcome into the Nokian Tires Journey Podcast. This is the April edition. Hard to believe it is already April 2022. I'm Nokian Tires Senior Communications and Content Manager, Wes Bowling. It is Earth Month and we've got an overview of our major sustainability achievements in 2022. And later in the episode, we're going to go in depth with a great storyteller about how to sell sustainability to customers. But first, another success story from the Sun Belt. Last month, we talked to Polo Rodriguez in San Antonio, Texas, about the success that he has had selling our all-season tires in a market that is not a traditional Nokian tires market. And this month, we're going to go to Florida. We're going to talk to Brian Griggs about how he's telling the Nokian tires story to drivers in the Jacksonville area. What does sustainability mean and how can you find even more success selling our all-season and all-weather tires? We've got that right ahead in the Nokian Tires Journey podcast. First, though, let's get into our news and notes in a segment we call Tread Trends. Our 2021 sustainability report is out. It came out in April and it details some major sustainability achievements in North America. First, as you may have already heard, our Dayton factory was the first in the tire industry globally to earn LEED version 4 silver certification. It achieved that honor because of its solar power, its energy efficiency, its green design. We have solar panels on site and are doing some really interesting things regarding sustainability, not just at our production facility, but as part of our production processes. As sustainability, of course, is one of our core values and it, it really hits where the rubber meets the road, pun intended. But also beyond that, we planted 50,000 trees in four states last year as part of our partnership with powder and one tree planted since 2015 here's an updated stat for you we've reduced carbon dioxide emissions from tire production by 40 percent in that six-year time span and that mission continues as we want to make sure that we are being responsible stewards of the environment as part of our production processes and also as part of our testing processes, we've told you about our new Haka Ring all-season and all-weather test facility in the deserts of Spain. The visitor center for that complex is solar-powered, and it recently earned LEED version 4 platinum certification as we are working very hard to minimize our environmental impact at that beautiful, glistening new facility. And then finally, late last year, we introduced a concept tire called Green Step that consists of 93% recyclable or renewable materials. That is the next step on our quest to release a tire for the road that it consists primarily of recyclable or renewable materials by 2030. As Nokia Tires works to empower the world to drive smarter, we believe that driving greener is an important part of that equation. And we remain committed to continuing that mission to make our collective journeys 
more beautiful. Later in this episode, we're going to talk through that idea of sustainability. You all can listen to those stats and accomplishments and say, well, that's nice. Cool. Good job. What does that really mean to me? How does that help me sell tires? How does that get through to a customer? We're going to talk to one of those customers who's also an expert at selling the idea of sustainability in a non-political, non-divisive, very practical way. Her name is Rhett Bentley, and she's the Strategic Communications Director for a partnership in Southeast Tennessee, Northwest Georgia, Northeast Alabama, that is working to pursue those mutual goals of economic growth and environmental responsibility. And that conversation is great. I think you're really going to get a lot of practical tidbits out of our chat with Rhett. But first... Let's chat with Brian Griggs. Brian is a leader at Tire Outlet and a relatively new Nokian Tires customer. He's based in Northeast Florida in the Jacksonville area. And we wanted to connect with him like we did Polo Rodriguez last month to understand what's working for dealers in terms of selling Nokian Tires in non-traditional markets. I don't think people in Florida care very much that we invented the winter tire back in the 1930s. They care about a tire that's going to perform well, that's going to last it's going to be environmentally responsible and most importantly that's going to keep them safe on the road how is brian making that sales pitch we're going to catch up with him we'll go ahead and take you to our chat with brian griggs brian griggs is general manager of tire outlet which has a 14 store presence in northeast florida brian thank you for joining us today absolutely pleasure to be here before we get into your partnership with Nokian Tires and, and any other topics that you want to discuss today, tell us a little bit about Tire Outlet. Yeah, so um, the company uh, retail-wise has been around since 1981. Um, at this moment, we're uh, certainly growing our stores. We're you know we're not going to be the number one tire retail out there. That's that's not what we strive for. Um, you know, we'll leave that to other people. We just really want to be a stronghold um, in the Northeast Florida area. So we got some new locations that we're expanding to right now and um, just really want to be that that hometown type of feel that people can feel very comfortable going to for any, not only just tire related needs, but vehicle needs for that matter. Awesome. In a, a growing area there in Jacksonville as well. I'm curious sure. how you maintain that strong like hometown feel and culture as you grow. How do you walk that line and, and train your people to still have that same mentality, even as you're hiring more and more people and, and opening yeah. new locations? Yeah, well, we, you know, we, we, do, we do more than just at a store level too. You know, we try and do a lot of outreach to the local communities, a lot of support, uh, partnership with the Jaguars. Um, we just really like to be the people that can go out there and support your local high school programs or, you know, your kids football or soccer or cheerleading camps, whatever it may be. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of donation, th uh, donations and stuff of that nature. So, you know, a lot of things beyond just being in the store. I like all that stuff, except maybe the sponsorship of the Jaguars as a diehard Titans fan up here, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. it's good marketing. It's very smart marketing. So I'll give you credit for that. As for that, right? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So when did your partnership with Nokian Tires begin? Uh, you know, really, it started a couple of years ago um, when I was with a company called Baron Wholesale Tire. Um, that uh, we, I was in the, the outside account manager for them for a little bit. Um, you know, so it really started then. Um, but here as of recent, you know, probably within the past well, really, since I've been with uh, Tire Outlet since February of last year. So um, my previous company that I was with didn't really have um, 
uh, a whole uh, a very strong relationship with Nokian. But uh, here within the past year, it's just really been growing and growing and growing. And the more I've got to experience the product personally, and then you know selling it to a lot of the customers, you know, it's it's really gained in strength a lot. So, so Nokian tires obviously you know, invented the winter tire. We made the first all-weather tire more than twenty years ago. And if yeah. you pointed to one state where you'd say maybe that's a place that's going to take a while for Nokian tires to gain traction, I think a lot of people would point to a place like Florida. And so I've got to ask you, and, and of course we know, we both know, we make a lot more than that, and we'll get into that. Yeah. But what was yeah. your perception then of Nokian tires when you started doing business with us, and how maybe has it evolved as you've continued to grow that relationship? Yeah, it's, you know, obviously uh, they have a wonderful winter tire and you you would think it was so well, you know, maybe just a tire for up north or a tire for the snowy states or something of that nature. But, you know, the the more you get to see the tires, we're good to get to experience the tires. I mean, it rains a lot in Florida and, you know. We don't have many days under 40 degrees at a constant, you know, all day long, you know, which winter tires are really designed for that. But we have a lot of rain uh, and we have a lot of heat, too. Um, so, you know, there's a couple of features within Nokian tires that really help with that. So it's, uh, you know, it's very much a need down here in Florida as well. Yeah. What are your most popular products that we sell? Uh, the Nokian 1, uh, Nokian 1HT, um, the UHP tire. Um, those are the, and then also too, we have a lot of trucks in the area. So the new outpost APT, uh, and AT has been a great tire. So those are our, our five biggest sellers for sure that we, that we've been selling a lot of here. as What are you hearing from drivers when they come back for their regular tune-ups maintenance, or maybe even now for that second set about their experience with the tires? Yeah. And that's what I like the most because, um, you know, as, as, as hopefully any retailer would, you really only want to sell product that you have confidence in. You don't want people coming back, you know, with, with issues with their tires, you know, hey, they're noisy, they're vibrations, stuff of that nature. So um, for that matter, I really like to push product that I have confidence in and I feel good in. And that's really been every bit of, of what I've been hearing. And I think that's a little bit of the challenge that I like to have is Nokian doesn't have a huge name out there in Florida. So, you know, people are like, well, maybe I've never heard of those. And I'm like, you know, hey, trust me, you know, I've got them on my car and I've been nothing but just super happy with them. So trust me in this. And, you know, that first time back, maybe for an oil change or maybe for the first rotation or continued, you know, hey, how are those tires doing? Mm -hmm. You know, man, they're doing great. So everything, everything you promise. So Good. We we joke that we're the hardest first tire to sell because of that lack of widespread awareness and the easiest second tire to sell yeah. for, for somebody coming back in the door. Um, so then you mentioned, you know, talking about your own personal experience um, mm -hmm. on our on our tires. Which ones do you have on your car and how else are you successfully telling that story to those who maybe have to be convinced because they may not have heard of us? Yeah, so I've got the Nokian ones on my car. Um, I got a 2015 Hyundai Sonata Turbo. So it's got a little get up and go, but, you know, I've got a 35 to 40 minute drive, you know, pretty much all highway, uh, 70 to 75 miles an hour the whole way. So I really wanted something that's going to be great with what weather capabilities. I don't, you know, when it's raining out, I don't want to have to worry about that whatsoever. I want that to be fine. Um, but it's also really nice to have a very quiet, comfortable ride. And so when the customers come in, you know, just really try and gain a relationship and gain some trust first and foremost. Um, because if you don't have that, you're really not going to have success selling really any tire. Um, 
but knowing of how much it rains here and how much of a need that is, you know, really trying to ask the customers some key components of really what they're looking for in the tire. Um, and nobody likes to slide when it's raining outside. Um, so it's a very easy sell for that. You know, nobody wants to have a noisy ride. Nobody wants to have tires that are vibrating. Um, so those are pretty common attributes that everybody's looking for. And if you try and kind of get them out, you know, get some of those key, key things that key benefits that they're looking for. It's a very, very easy direction to go to because once again, I know personally they're going to perform on all those levels and the Nokians are certainly going to do that for other vehicles as well. I would imagine that you might run into some, um, some snowbirds down there, even in North Florida uh, from time to time yeah. who maybe come from places where they are familiar with Nokian tires, but it's, again, they, they know us as that winter brand. Um, yeah. What makes you believe that Nokian tires also has appeal to drivers in a place like Florida beyond maybe what you've already discussed? Um, you know, really it's, uh, you know, it could be also a longevity thing too. Um, you know, especially in Jacksonville, Jacksonville is a very spread out, uh, County. Um, you know, so people are putting a lot of miles on the road. Um, and with the great mileage warranties that, that are backed with Nokian product, that certainly is a, is a huge feature. Um, you know, but it's really, it all really boils down to safety. Safety, a, a wonderful thing to sell to anybody. And you, know, you can be in Florida, California, Michigan, it doesn't matter where, you know, if you're really hitting on tire safety and not having to worry about it, um, there's a lot of things that the Nokian tires do that, that is really going to help with every bit of it, no matter fact, what kind of. Oh, sorry to cut you off there. Yeah, I, I, I totally hear that. I think that that's always going to be our number one core value is, is that safety component. Um, the fact that we're making tires in North America now at our factory in Dayton, Tennessee. So in your case, even, you know, in the Southeastern United States, eight hours yeah. from, uh, from where you guys are located, does that have value to your customers? Have, have you told that part of the story yet? Or, or do you think that's something that will have, have value as we make more and more tires in North America? I absolutely think it will have value. You know, you, I, I really, with that, you know, and selling tires or as long as I have, there's those certain people that, they're just going to look for where the tire is built no matter what. And that's going to be the one, you know, one of the few dictating, uh, dictating reasons why they're going to buy a certain tire. Um, so yes, I think it's important. Um, but I really don't think it's the most important thing. It's, you know, obviously, you know, times are, you know, going to change, you know, it's weird with, you know, what, what we got going on now with Russia and all that stuff. But you know, I still really haven't heard anything of that. Um, I think it really just boils down to, you know, customers, safety needs and stuff of that nature. But, uh, you know, you, it, it will be a great benefit when you can say all of the things that Nokia and tires do, but also say, hey, look, you know, these are also made in the United States. And that may be that one main extra feature that kind of gets mowed out. So you are one of, of a lot of different dealers that we're working with in areas that would be unconventional for us and would have been maybe surprising 30 years ago that we'd be selling in Florida yeah. and Texas and California and in places like that. So we have a lot of dealers in those areas who listen to this show. What's your advice to other tire dealers who are telling that Nokia tire story to drivers in the Sun Belt uh, about yeah. what has worked so well for you? Yeah, I, I would really just say, hey, just give them a try, you know, just just give them a try. And, you know, especially with the price point, it's it's really 
to me, I classify it as a tier one tire. It, it delivers on everything that a tier one tire will deliver on without a doubt, you know, from personal experience and from everybody I sold them to, it delivers on every bit of a tier one tire, but you can put your tire, uh, cut your customer into that great of a quality tire without the price point and, and just give them a try, maybe try them out for yourself, uh, you know, but put them, put them on some customers' cars. They make great product, a great um, variety of sizes and just have faith. And I really believe that once you start putting the product out there, once you start getting some of the tires in your inventory and seeing the success that they're going to have, that, you know, you're not going to be disappointed at all. As a fellow driver of the Nokian Tires 1, whose wife has the WRG4 SUVs on her car, I, I yeah. completely agree. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else that you wish I'd asked you today or anything you have to add? And I think we pretty much covered it, Wes. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just super happy with the product. Man, I've been really selling a lot of them. And, you know, the really cool thing, too, is I think it suits, you know, there's there's a lot of different product lines that suits so many different vehicles, you know, it really does. And your product kind of hits on, on every, pretty much every vehicle application out there. Um, so there's very few times you come across where that tire isn't available. There isn't an Nokian tire built for that particular vehicle. So um, got great coverage as well, which is, which is always very good. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for your time. Best of luck for, for a successful business moving forward down at the Tire Outlet in the Jacksonville area, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Wes. I appreciate it very much, sir. Well, thanks to Brian for that conversation. You know, the, the biggest business challenge that we face is something that we know we can accomplish, but it's about telling that story of innovation to a new audience. People in Canada, people in the Northeast, people in the Pacific Northwest and parts of the Midwest, they know who we are. They know what we can do. They understand our winter products. What about Florida? What about Texas, California, Tennessee, where I live? You know, how do we tell that same story of innovation to a group of drivers who may not have been as exposed to our company in a way that builds brand awareness without having a blimp, for instance, or large sporting venues named after us. And I think the key is to provide an outstanding product to target our marketing to the right audiences and to work with dealers like you to tell that story in an effective way. And Brian is a tremendous example of that. So what about telling stories in another way? What about the story of sustainability? I think we all care to some extent or another about minimizing our environmental footprint, doing what's right for the planet. But it's not something that most drivers think about when they're walking into a tire shop. I don't think most of us think about how we can minimize emissions, how we can choose tires with low rolling resistance. And the idea that by doing those things, we actually could be saving ourselves some money. And so we thought we'd get a little bit theoretical for a second and then go deep into the practical with Rhett Bentley. We previewed that interview earlier on this podcast, but, but Rhett is Strategic Communications Director of an organization that is doing what I think so many of us want to do, which is to grow economically, but to do it in a way that's responsible environmentally. And she talks a lot today about how those two goals don't have to conflict. In fact, they can serve each other. And she also brings the voice of a tire consumer. Rhett's not a tire industry expert, but she does drive and she does try to put her, her money and her actions where her beliefs and heart are. And we have a great conversation about how to tell that sustainability story too drivers like her. Enjoy our chat with Red Bentley. 
Rhett Bentley is Strategic Communications Director of Thrive Regional Partnership, an organization in the greater Chattanooga, Tennessee region that unites people across the community to help the region grow in a responsible way. Rhett helps Thrive build relationships with the organization's partners, communities, and media outlets across the region. Her ultimate mission is to blend the power of these relationships with sound data to tell the story of this special place. Rhett, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Wes. We were thinking about how to tell the story of sustainability on this podcast, and your name came to mind as a great person to chat with because you do this every day. And and in particular, you're doing it in a way that's not just about the environment, but is about blending environmental aims with larger economic growth goals. And and that's what we do at Noki and Tires as well. We're, We're making tires, we're making sustainable tires in a sustainable way, but we're doing it in a way that's driving success for our dealers. And so thank you for taking time to to chat with our dealers about how that story can best be told. Of course, happy to be here. So before we get into the the meat of the conversation, tell us more about what exactly you do at Thrive Regional Partnership and how you're helping that organization advance that mission to address regional growth through conservation, connection, and collaboration. Absolutely. So um, like you said, our mission at Thrive is to inspire responsible growth through conversation, connection, and collaboration. We actually do this. um, It's in the greater Chattanooga, Tennessee area, which in our footprint includes three different states. That's Northeast Alabama, Northwest Georgia, and Southeast Tennessee. It's a rapidly growing and evolving region. Um, And so what Thrive does is build partnerships across state, city, and community lines to ensure that as the region grows in industry and population, it does so in a way that celebrates community and natural character. Um, So what I do as strategic communications director is um, to manage messaging and communications for um, a variety of partnerships um, and sectors in our work that includes the environmental space. It also includes transportation and logistics um, and community development. So working with um, lots of local community uh, leaders and citizens. Um, So when you think about what responsible growth means, the, the environment is the house that we all live in. It is. It really is, you know, kind of the underpinning of our work. So it's it's important to um, that it taps into all of these different areas that we work with. Southeast Tennessee, Northwest Georgia, Northeast Alabama, all of these areas have a rich tradition of manufacturing, but also mm-hmm. incredible rich environmental beauty. And I know that's a delicate balance to try to preserve and grow both of those. How does environmental com- conservation factor into Thrive's work? Well, that's a really good question, and it's such a big one for us. Um, like I said, it is the um, environmental conservation is one of the largest underpinnings of our work because when Thrive began, as a um, Thrive began as a strategic planning initiative that was very locally driven. We went into local communities across this three-state region um, as we saw growth happening, and we said we asked them, you know, what what do they hope for? What are they afraid of? What do they love about their communities? These very authentic questions to build relationships and overwhelmingly one of the 
just primary responses from the people of this region was that they love the landscape that they live in. They love the mountain over there that they can see from their front porch. They love the valleys where they see crops growing or livestock grazing. Um, Appalachia has a very distinctive natural landscape that also happens to be one of the most biologically important regions in the world. So it's it's imperative that we, um, you know, from from that standpoint too, that that, that we be considering it um, from a variety of different angles. Um, so I think what's important here is that when Thrive began its work in environmental conservation, it began its work rooted in the voices of the people that live there. That was our that was our entry point to to environmental conservation. And I think it's also important that at Thrive, we are not conservationists. We work with conservationists, but we're also um, we're basically partnership builders. Mm -hmm. So and we're people who live here, too. We're also those people that go out on our back porch and see the mountain and we want to we want to protect it. And we don't necessarily know how. Um, and we're working with our partners in various fields to find the research behind it. But we see it as our role to connect the people that live in this region to the science and to the partners that can make impact happen. I love the concept you mentioned of, of people craving and, and needing and wanting that growth, but also loving their backyards. I think back to when I first spoke, first ever speech I gave in Dayton, Tennessee about our factory. It was to the Rotary Club. I was two weeks into the job and, and I felt the need to not downplay, but to depoliticize, destigmify our message around sustainability. Um, it is a core value of our company, and it's important to mention. And our Dayton factory carries out so many of those aims. It's it's the first ever lead version four silver tire production facility in the world. We've got a lead gold administration building, solar power, all those things. But as I was telling that story, I realized quickly. I didn't need to go above and beyond to depoliticize it because when it comes to your own backyard, the environment's not political. Maybe some of these larger concepts and you know interpretations of science, people have different opinions, and, and you know it can become a political football. Have you found that as well that that actually maybe we don't have to go above and beyond to destigmify something that you know some of the toughest sustainability questions I got were in that very meeting from people who. I don't, I don't know how they voted. I don't really care how they voted. I, I know that they cared about their own backyard and keeping it clean and appreciated what we were doing and what the type of work you guys are doing to help that conservation process along. I think you're spot on, Wes, and you're really like hitting the nail on the head when it comes to um, when it comes to local values and local action around those values. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on when it comes to this conversation. Um, you know, much of our footprint is um, is rural. When you think about that tri-state geography, a lot of it is rural. Chattanooga is the um, metropolitan hub. Um, and so for many of these rural communities, growth and development is often good and desirable. Um, you know, these are communities that, you know, have felt left behind in some way by prior generations of companies that 
came and left and and you know so they are looking for ways to feel connected again and to feel um invigorated in their communities again and i think that um when we work with um local communities we um believe that growth and development can occur in tandem um together with good environmental stewardship this isn't a um uh you know sometimes we say that we are dismantling a binary concept that growth has to occur at the expense of the environment um in simple terms we truly believe that you can have both and that they enhance one another what's good for the environment is good for us it's good for our communities it's good for our business right so that's the angle that we take and it's not an angle it's just, <laughs> right. it's just a value we believe it very true very authentically are there ways that you've had success convincing your stakeholders of that concept that the green of the environment the green in their wallets can actually be the same shade of green metaphorically speaking i think that um one of our classic approaches at thrive is that we never go into a community and tell them what we think needs to happen in their community to ensure success we provide information um, we provide resources um, connections to different partners and ideas um, and we help facilitate dialogue among local people in those communities to create solutions that work best for them in whatever way that looks like and sometimes that feels a little scary because it's a gray area and we don't know what an outcome is going to be but um we have always found that um vibrant vibrant communities are the result of engaged residents um, and people that can come together around shared values and i know many of our tire dealers share that value the core value of sustainability i know all of our our customers share the passion for growth and continuing to grow their shops and grow relationships with with their customers as you're coming into the uh, tire dealer community uh, per se and, and and encouraging them to take that same sense of ownership over over their own story and over that sustainability story how would you counsel them to address that sustainability issue with with their own drivers that are coming into the shop in a way that can hit home and, and maybe isn't as we've talked about political or, or divisive in any way I think, like with most messages, um, it's important to find the connection. Um, many people will only understand the message as it directly relates to them. Um, and that's harder to do these days when, you know, mass communication is so available to us. Um, but truly thinking about, you know, where your business is in a community, who your clients are, your customer base, your audience. Um, consider how your message directly relates to them. How much will this product save me in time and money? Um, how will it affect my home, my commute to my son's daycare, um, my, uh, my community as a whole? Um, 
can I save money in the long run by purchasing this product and help the environment in the process? I mean, that to me is a win-win situation, but really envisioning those personas, those people that come to your business and imagining how, how the message will be received by them, I think is a good place to start. And of course, you know, you're a thought leader on this issue. You're working in that space daily, but you're also a driver. You're also going to be headed to a tire shop at some point to buy tires. I have some recommendations for you. We hope you'll buy ours for sure. Um, but, but you're someone who cares about doing your part to protect the planet. And you mentioned a couple of those levels maybe of sustain, sustainability messaging that might get through to you. Do you think we do a good enough job in the tire industry, though, explaining how these products can be positively impactful to the environment, how they can lower rolling resistance, which lowers emissions, saves money. Are those messages getting through in your opinion? And how can we do a better job, maybe even at the company level, penetrating the audience with those types of messages? I think considering the industry, I think Nokia Entire just does a really good job of it. I don't know of other Granted, I'm not in this space every day, Wes, so I'm not the best person to ask. But I will say Nokia Tires is the tire company that I know to be sustainable and is in alignment with my personal values. Um, and I think that says a lot because I don't, you know, I'm not doing the daily research on, on um, auto manufacturing and tire manufacturing. I think um, what is always helpful to me um, especially as a um, as a young mother and I'm kind of figuring out family stuff and just like trying to figure out how to raise children who are good stewards of the environment too. Um, case studies or like visualizing in context um, ways that products can um, can help those larger challenges that we face. Um, I mean, since becoming a mother, well, before then, but really since becoming a mother, I've wholeheartedly bought into messages about leaving our world the best it could be for our children. Um, and in our house that, you know, that reveals itself in trying to eliminate like single use plastics um, or finding second uses for things like plastic grocery bags and Ziploc bags and saran wrap. Um, and and it also um, I mean, I follow like Instagram accounts that are about eliminating plastics. <laughs> so um, that's what I mean by like sort of those tangible like, um, you know, visualizations of, mm -hmm. of ways um, we can all sort of move forward in this challenge together. Um, you know, but it also um, reveals itself in conducting product research and reading like peer reviews for good quality products that are going to last for, you know, a long time um, and for generations. That's how I consider like when I shop for myself, my clothing, is this an article of clothing that I'm going to keep for multiple seasons or is it just going to be donated in a year from now? Um, so um, I think that um, the fact that Nokian um, has woven sustainability into its mission um, from the ground level um, with every revolution. That to me is just, um, that's such a win. I mean, to have that, that alignment with um, my personal values and a company um, is huge. 
I appreciate your perspective as, as you bring us the voice of an expert in this space, but also uh, of, a, of a tire consumer who's, who's making decisions based on her values. And uh, we think there are a lot of, of folks out there similar to you. And so I think that insight is very helpful to, to tire dealers as they think through how to, how to get the right story to the right people in that regard. Is there anything today that you wish I'd asked you or anything you'd like to add? I just want to, I just want to add that, you know, coming at this professionally, um, let's see, I'm like 32 years old and I've been working since I graduated from, from college. And I just, I want to say how much I appreciate mission driven companies that are tackling big challenges, um, from within their industry. Um, Stewardship is a responsibility that every individual and every company and the individuals that comprise that company can strive towards solutions. And, and, um, and so for a manufacturing to be incorporating that into the core of its work is innovative and admirable. And I just want to put that out there. Well, thank you, Rhett. And it's, it's so great to hear your perspective. I'll share personally that, that last year we saw a story about Thrive. Gosh, was it last year? Yeah, it was early, early part of last year. And we were thinking through how we could advance our mission of sustainability to a broader level. Thrive was a, was a big factor in getting us to the table and drawing us to Southeast Tennessee in the first place. But we learned about the, the Natural Treasures Alliance and some of the other conservation practices that they were employing. We said, we need to be a part of this. This is a great mission because they're, um, they're full of, of great companies and partners across the region but also thoughtful people like Rhett. So Rhett, thank you so much for sharing some of your insight with us today. It's been great to catch up with you. Thank you. Thank you, Wes, for having me. Well, thanks so much to Rhett for coming on. She's the type of person that you can just sit down with. We had a, what, about a 15, 20 minute interview scheduled there. We could have done that all day. Uh, I think because she's so good at backing up her beliefs with practical ideas. And I think she's very pragmatic about that approach to sustainability. Doesn't get too pie in the sky. She's extremely intelligent, but she knows how to funnel and channel that intelligence into actionable steps uh, to make the planet better while growing responsibly. So thanks to uh, to Rhett. Thanks so much to Brian for his interview today. As we close and look at the road ahead, we want to make sure that you are reading our dealer services newsletter. It goes out the last Tuesday, typically, of every month. We wanted to make sure we got the best possible information for you about our response to the war in Ukraine. And so we actually sent a newsletter to you last week that updated you on that response. And we also told some stories of adventure with the Nokian Tires Outpost. That newsletter, again, is going to come to your inbox the last week of every month, and it's going to tell the key stories that we're telling at Nokian Tires each month. And we think it's useful for you, whether you're a counter worker, whether you're you know, a, a leader of your organization, to understand the stories we're telling and to tell those stories yourselves in a way that's going to get through to tire buyers. This podcast, we're always going to promote it on there as well. I want to link together the, the biggest three or four things that you need to know each month about Nokian Tires into that newsletter. So keep an eye out for it. You can also find all those articles on the dealer services portal, where of course you can also access marketing materials, 
order tires and, uh, and do a lot of other things to grow your relationship with Nokian tires. Coming up, we're going to have great spring and summer content in the next couple of months about those all-season and all-weather products. Uh, make sure you're on the dealer services portal and reading that newsletter. Well, thanks again to Rhett. Thanks to Brian. And thanks most importantly to you for listening to the Journey podcast. It is always great to catch up with you. If you'd like to be interviewed for the show or have any ideas about how we can make the content better aligned with your needs and desires, reach out to us. Just email me, west.bowling at nokiantires.com. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next month. Nokian Tires is a global tire manufacturer passionate about providing drivers and dealers with peace of mind in all conditions. We're committed to crafting safe, sustainable, premium tire products that lead the industry in innovation. And this podcast is just one of many ways we're striving to be a close partner to you. If you have any feedback or ideas for the show, don't hesitate to reach out. My email address is west.bowling, that's B-O-L-I-N-G, at Nokian Tires, with a Y, dot com. Until next time, keep on rolling.